0: I came hungry, and I came thirsty, and I came desiring a touch of God today. Whether I'm sitting there or I'm here, I'm still receiving. Can you say amen? And before I dive into the word of God, I just want to tell you all I love you so much. Amen. God loves you so much. I, I honor, I honor our pastors, pastors Caleb and Kirsten Ring. Come on. I honor them. We honor them. Amen. I'm so grateful um, that they were able to go get 10 days of refreshing on the cruise. It's well-deserved. I mean, they work hard. They put in hours. They, they, we all know what they do, right? And there's some we don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. But, but I'm, I'm praying they come back invigorated, full of strength, full of you know, anointing, excited. And I, I'm sure they are. But um, I don't come to the pulpit of God haphazardly. You understand, I'm I'm grateful, I'm humble, and I give him all the praise, honor, and glory, and his name is Jesus Christ, can you say amen? Amen. Now, I believe I'm in a Pentecostal church. So if you look at me and just blink while I'm preaching, I'm liable to sling my Bible. And I I believe I could hit Brian back there if if I really wanted to. I played a lot of street football. Never made it in, in school, but in streets, I was the quarterback. So if you look at me and just blink, and you don't say amen, glory to God, praise you, Jesus. <laughs> amen. So we've had a revival, 10-day, I want to say 10-day, 10 10-day 10 revival on um, Unstoppable. And so I wanted to continue on that. And so the question then became, how do we remain Unstoppable? Unstoppable. we remain unstoppable amen i hear you over there how do we remain unstoppable and i thought i had the right message this whole week i was preparing and then yesterday at about noon the lord dropped something in my heart another message we remain unstoppable by becoming champions of praise We should be reigning and ruling and walking in a level of dominion and authority and blessing and overflow. We should not be hanging on for dear life. The world should be looking at us and say, we cannot deny you have been with Jesus. Clearly you are a child of God in the midst of craziness and pestilence and viruses and and, and poverty and no toilet paper and, and all that stuff. We cannot deny The favor of God on your life. Now, go one step further. To a a point that they scream, I want what you have. I want what you have. And that's what becoming a champion of praise is. And like I said this morning, becoming a champion of praise It's through Christ because we're more than conquerors through him. So I'm not striving for something. I'm just receiving what he purchased for me, and I'm walking in that. You understand? And and praise is literally a weapon of mass destruction to the camp of the enemy. Praise is literally a weapon of mass destruction to fear. When everyone, what's the word, pandemonium, uh, craziness, when that's taking place in your neighborhood, but yet you're the light of the world inside your house, and you're sitting there giving God praise, you're giving him glory, you're walking out on the front yard, and you're going, glory, 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 worthy are you to be praised. Jesus, I love you. And you check your mail with a smile. The world is watching. How is the church going to respond? Your coworkers are watching. The people at your school is watching. Do you really believe in that stuff you've been preaching? It's easy when there's no pressure, but pressure reveals what's on the inside and pressure will either expose it, it exposes. So when this pressure comes, either fear is going to come out or praise is going to come out. So today I'm going to break down just like. Like like foundational. My goal is not to just preach, preach, preach. I want to literally just boom, 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 boom. Lay like a foundation on the inside of you with the Word of God. So when you do get squeezed, the Word of God is what comes out of you. Can you say amen? All right. Hmm. If you're taking notes, feel free to write this down. How to become a champion of praise. How to become strong. The Word of God. That's the number one way to become a champion of praise, the Word of God. It is vitally important that you fall in love with the Word of God. You understand, our whole life is founded upon this Word. You need to love this Word, cherish this Word. Get the Word of God deep and rooted and grounded in your heart. Amen? Psalms 56.4, the Bible says, In God, I will praise His Word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. Hebrews 4.11, the word of God is quick and powerful. Say that. The word of God is quick and powerful. Quick and powerful. Not slow and not weak. It is quick and powerful. God, I have an emergency. It's quick and it's powerful. God, this is a really big situation. Quick and powerful. Psalms 107, 20, God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He's a healer, he's a deliverer. Do you believe that, church? Let your face know it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 119, 105, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God, there's chaos breaking loose in my city. I don't know which way to go. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet It's a light unto my path. What should I do, Lord? The Word. The Word will show the way. The Word will reveal it. You understand? We have to learn to live by the Word of God, not by our flesh, not by our own strength, not by our previous experiences, but we need to put pressure on the Word of God. Can you say amen? Amen. The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. It is time to turn the word on. Turn the news off. Go to YouTube and put in the gospel of, uh, of Mark and just let it run. Uh, the gospel of Mark is about an hour and a half. I believe the book of Acts is about two and a half hours. Just turn, it, just turn it on and put on anointed men and women of God. Saturate yourself with the word of God. The days that we are living in right now, hey, you're either going to become a champion of praise or... And the difference is, is those who have built their life upon the word. I'm all for laying hands on everything that's breathing. I love the fire of God. But one thing we've learned over the years with Pastor Rodney and Donica howard Brown, you got to have both. You understand? Like, like I think Roy even said it the other night, uh, 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 too much spirit, you blow up. Word alone, you dry up, put them together, and you grow up. So as I'm giving you these scriptures, don't allow your mind to just start dazing off because, yes, I'm all for the, ah, (laughs) But what happens when you ain't got no word in you and you're out there and the devil goes, ah, What did Jesus say? It is written. The word. Get the word in you. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Colossians 3.16, the Bible says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. If you want to be a champion of praise, in other words, someone who understands they're more than a conqueror, someone who understands that regardless of what Goliath, the devil may send their way, he will be decapitated, you will have the victory. It's going to be determined based on do you have rich word in you? What does that really mean? It means do you have a rich relationship with Jesus? I don't care if you can quote the entire Bible. You can quote 120 scriptures to, to, to your lips are blue. Do you spend time with the author? Do you hang out with Jesus? Do you walk your, the, the floor of your home and just say, God, I love you. And I thank you, Jesus, for your presence. I thank you for your word. I thank you. It's a matter of quality, not so much quantity. you got a lot of people that can quote, like, like and I'm, not, I'm all for it. I love memorizing scripture. It's important to do that. But I remember a, an evangelist years ago from Australia, um, uh, Chris, Chris Harvey, I think is what his name was. And we were in a small setting, and he goes, you know what? I travel the world. I preach the gospel, and people always ask me, hey, can, have you read the whole Bible? He goes, No because I can read one scripture and spend weeks on it with God. I eat from it. I, I, I pull the meat off the bone. And to be a champion of praise is a person who says, I value the word of God. I'm spending time with God. I want to be with God. And then when the enemy comes, it's, it's like you're unmovable. You're not tossed to and fro emotionally. They're, you're grounded. Say it with me. Say, I'm grounded. grounded. I'm grounded on the Word." Mm. So why are we to praise God? Because he's worthy. Because he's the savior of the world. He's my savior. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my way maker. He's my provider. He's almighty God. He's alpha and the omega beginning and the end. He's the chief cornerstone, the doorway to eternity, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. He's the lover of my soul. He's worthy to be praised. That's why I do it. That's why. Because I'm a child of God. You're a child of God. You're a son. You're a daughter. He's worthy to be praised. The Bible says in Psalms 150, let everything that has breath. Look at your neighbor and say, do you have breath? I was going to say a joke right there. Isaiah 43, 21, the Bible says, the people whom I formed for myself will declare my praise. You were created, designed. By God Himself. Like He literally, this will inspire you, He literally looked at dirt and said, I'm gonna form man from there. And that will praise me. And grab this. He's not saying praise me because He's egotistical. That's not God. That's not my Father. He's telling you to cultivate a lifestyle of praise because he understands what it does in your life. He understands what it would do for you. Watch this. Psalms 22 verse 3 teaches us that God inhabits the praises of his people. Psalm 1611 says, you will make known to me the path of life and in your presence is the fullness of joy and at, your, uh, at his right hands are pleasures forevermore. He understands that as you praise him, when all hell is breaking loose, all heaven will rise up. Why? Because if you're sitting there praising the name of Jesus and praising God, he says he inhabits. He inhabits the praises of his people. What does that mean? He lives. He abides. He spends time with. It's like the Garden of Eden. When Adam was sitting there just talking and walking with God in the cool of the day. When you sit there and you praise God right there in your house, Jesus is literally sitting there walking with you, talking with you. Now watch this. As you do that, what does he say? Joy. Joy. In his presence is the fullness of joy. How do you cultivate his presence? By getting in his word, by getting in praise. So as I praise God, as I get in his word, the manifested presence of God because to manifest in my life, all the arrows of the enemy, all the attacks from the enemy, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. The Bible says you shall laugh at famine and destruction. But when you ain't got no praise, you ain't got no word, that junk ain't funny. It ain't funny. Ain't nothing funny about it. And it really ain't funny. But you understand my point. It's a peace that surpasses all understanding. Again, I said it earlier. When you praise God and you worship God out of relationship and out of sonship and daughtership, however you want to say that. There's a peace because you know that your father's with you. My children know daddy's with them. They know what daddy has access to. They're not worried about another man coming through our door and just rearranging our furniture, taking food out of our refrigerator, and walking up to my wife and on the behind. You understand? I know that's pretty, whatever. But they know that there's a a father in the house. The father is in the house. You understand? No devil in hell, no plague, no poverty, no disease. The blood of Jesus is upon you. The father is with you. He's a good, good shepherd. He's anointed your head. You understand? Your cup runneth over. You will lie down and sleep in peace. You hear what I'm saying? That's the difference between having the word in you and not having the word in you. You have to have this confidence, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. So what is praise? Praise is excited appreciation of what God has done for you and what he'll continue to do for you in your life. What has he done? He poured out his blood on the cross of Calvary. He took sin upon himself. He took the wrath that I deserved upon himself. He took sickness, disease. He took the coronavirus to the cross, the Calvary. You understand what I'm saying? He took all that stuff on the cross, and then he rose on the third day. He sits at the right hand of his father, and now we are seated with him in heavenly places. Because the Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. The Bible says only one name given among men whereby we must be saved, and that name is Jesus. And because we believe in our heart, confess with our mouth, and we surrender and yield our life to Jesus, we have comfort. knowing that we are loved, saved, healed, delivered. That's what praise is. It's from the heart. I love, I love this. I believe personally, I'm biased, we have one of the greatest worship teams on the planet. Come on. Amen. I really believe that. I mean, it's throne room worship. It's like reckless abandonment, not here to perform for you like me or don't like me. I'm I'm all in. Mm. It it, it provokes golly jealousy in me because I wish I could sing like that and and worship, and I do in the car when no one's around. But I learned to praise God without the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. I honor them for their gift. I'm so grateful because they do usher in the presence of God for us and they make it so easy for us to just What do you do when you're out there by yourself, when you ain't got no YouTube connection, ain't no Bethel on your cell phone? What do you do then? That song has to play. Oh, the song, Jesus, the Bible says that all heaven rejoices over one sinner saved. And the Bible also says that kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if there's rejoicing that's taken place in heaven, and he wants the same thing that's happening in heaven to happen here in the earth, that, that sound of 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I mean, you can't even put time in heaven. I mean, there's no like, time, you understand. But, but in eternity, there's this glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. And here you are, you you link up like a Bluetooth, boop, with heaven. And on the inside of you, when there's no worship, there's no nothing, there's no YouTube, there's no nothing river music nothing 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 and it's just on the inside of you there's this song from heaven playing and before you know it you're like i used to be so quiet but but lord i love you lord i worship you lord i honor you lord i glorify you lord i just give you all the praise honoring because why well, it just it comes from here it's not fabricated by a preacher going preach preach preacher or worship 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 praise, praise praise no 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 it's on the inside of you you live with this thing you carry it you carry praise on the inside of you hmm Praise is the language of faith. Praise is the language of faith. Praise is, praise literally is the sound and the seeds that blanket the garden of your life that produces a supernatural harvest of victory. Say, what the heck did you say, bro? The Bible says, death and life is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it shall eat the fruit thereof. How you get fruit? How you get your mango tree, bro? Yeah. A mango seed. So the victory that manifests in your life, God's given you the dominion and the authority to speak his word, yeah. declare his word. Yeah. When everybody else is screaming fear and all this stuff, the church has to rise up because we're the light of the world. They're they're relying on us. They may not tell you that. Your neighbors, your coworkers, people at school, they're literally relying on you to believe this thing that you've been preaching and talking about and coming to church and clapping your hands. So when you begin to sit there and you begin to declare, hey, hey, everybody, all the coworkers, we're blessed. Like like Apostle Paul, he said, look, the boat's going down, but guess what? No one's going to die. We're going to make it to the shore and we're going to eat good tonight. You got to walk in that. It's the sound. Fear has a sound. Faith has a sound. Jesus. That's the presence of God right there. Just receive. Just receive. Holy Ghost, do what you want to do. This is your service, this is your house. These are your people. I thank you for touching the hearts and the minds, joy, joy, Jesus, 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 some of you got to drink more, be not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm. Praise is the bridge between where you are and your miracle, between your situation and your miracle. Say, what do you mean? As you stand here, here's whatever your situation is. Maybe your job, they're, they're, they're cutting people off. Maybe they're shutting stuff down, whatever it is. Maybe your bank account don't look, whatever. Maybe you got family, whatever it is. As you praise God, he inhabits the praises of his people. In his presence is the fullness of what you're hearing, joy. Don't forget the last part. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. He he comes with blessing. You are blessed, and he loves to bless his children. So that bridge, as you praise him, it's literally what your miracle walks over on. You understand? You understand? Praise him. Now, watch this. Don't praise him for his hand. Praise him because you love him and you want to see his face. You understand? But my children also know when we hang out and they just, I mean, it's just, we're just chilling, hanging out. Daddy's going to take them to Dunkin' Donuts. They just know. They just know it's called building a reputation. (laughs) Little Lily, Pastor Mark's daughter, she sees me. Can I have a mint? Cause she knows I run deep with mints. You won't catch me without mints ever because you begin to build a reputation. And when I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Ephesians, Colossians, Galatians, the book of Revelation. He's got a foolproof reputation of He's got a foolproof reputation of taking care of his children. Mm. Jesus. Let's continue. Characteristics of what a champion praiser looks like. Number one, they look blessed and full of joy, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what's going on. Look at someone and say, your face, face, be blessed. blessed. Look at your other neighbor. Say, face, be blessed. blessed. I did this earlier. Now say, gravity, (laughs) say "Gravity, gravity, loosen. My cheeks. See, I believe you reach for heaven with everything in your body, including your cheeks. And I'm not talking about faking it either. Catch this. Grab this. I'll say it again. The world's looking to see if that joy is real. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Truth is, listen, I had a preacher one time, I'll just say it, um, Pastor uh, Todd, um, Dean Holmes. He was our Bible, um, uh, at our Bible school at the river. He was our, uh, (laughs) Jesus, he was our Dean. He said something that really helped me tremendously. And I'll say it to you guys. The the fact is, there's some scary stuff out there. There's some stuff. You can act super spiritual all you want, bro. I get it. Hear me out. The the, the, the fact is, there's some scary stuff out there. Fact is, there's a a, a virus going around. But the truth is, by whose stripes... We have been healed. The truth is, no plague shall come nigh my way into my dwelling. You understand. The truth is, I'm covered under the blood of Jesus. So before you condemn or make someone feel horrible, Romans twelve three says that God's given to each man a measure of faith. Maybe they don't have the faith you have. So instead of criticizing them, show them what the word of God says and love on them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just had a mm, that thing right there. Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Huh. Second characteristic of what a champion praiser looks like: they have an unshakable and unwavering confidence in God. A champion praiser is one who looks in the future. They look in advance and they say, "It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. My praise is not predicated based upon circumstances. Predicated. Didn't learn that word until I became an adult, but it means based upon." But it sounds very spiritual. (laughs) My praise is not centered around circumstances or my emotions. That's called happiness. My praise is because of what Christ did on the cross of Calvary, and I know he's a good, good father. you understand? Third characteristic, they have a bedrock certainty that God is moving on their behalf. They know it. You talk to them, they know it. They know at any given time as they praise the Lord, they're only minutes from their miracle. They know it. You can see it. There's just something different about them. They just know it. doesn't mean that they don't have to deal with the emotions and the, "Mm." but it's like a palm tree. When the storm comes, what happens to a palm tree? Does it get uprooted and fly away? No. What does it do? And what's at the top of a palm tree? What do they call that? the crown we are sons and daughters of God he is the king of kings and the lord of lords so when the wind of trials come and hit us and it blows us over into a posture of worship a posture of praise i'm rooted and grounded in christ I'm praising the Lord. It doesn't mean that trials aren't hitting me. It just means I'm not going to run from God. I'm going to run to God. I'm going to praise him, and I'm going to worship him, and I'm going to lay my crown at his feet knowing, hey, my daddy's got it, and I'm good. Mm. Say this with me. Nobody can praise for me. Say it again. Nobody can praise for me. Psalms 91. 91 says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. I will say, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God. On him I lean and rely, and in him I confidently trust. For then he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly Coronavirus. What do you call that thing? Corona. I don't even pay attention to that thing. I will say, I love my wife. I love her a lot, actually. Huh. Uh, for real, I'm so happy. I was sitting there holding her hand, side note, and, and the Lord just reminded me because, you see, I, as you can tell the way I am, very, because uh, there's an, always an explosion going off on the inside of me. Um, I was that typical Bible school student at the River Church of Tampa Bay, you know, went in 2001, dropped out very quickly, went into full-time ministry for six years, ran way ahead of her, and then I had to humble myself, come back to Bible school in 2009. I made her a promise. I said, I'll never run ahead of you again. I'd rather go slow with you. Men grabbed it, especially you young, on fire, ministers, zealous, no wisdom sometimes. And I said, look, Praise God. I'm going to go with you, baby. We're going to do this together. I will never run ahead of you again. And I'm sitting there, and I was reminded how blessed I am and how I mean it. it Because for Pastor Caleb and Pastor Kirsten to trust me to minister while they're gone, and I I saw my wife next to me holding my hand, I knew God did this. I didn't do this. Amen. Amen. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. So I will say of the Lord... I will say of the Lord. Guys, you got to say it. You can't count on nobody else. I love my wife, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to set the tone. I'm going to set the atmosphere. And then that's going to spark her and then she's going to do it. And before you know it, we're doing it together. Can you say amen? amen. Anybody getting anything out of this? Yes. We good? You're good? You can handle a little bit more. Come on. Hallelujah. How should I pray? Psalms chapter 9 verse 1 says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. Psalm 71, verse 8, my mouth is filled with worry. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. I dare you to go to your job. I dare you to go to work. I dare you to go to a family member's house and just brag on Jesus. Just brag on him. Look at me like, didn't you hear what CNN said? No, I heard what GOD said. Woo! Listen, it's what Jesus said. Just brag on them. Just brag on them. With that being said, I'm about to land this plane here in a second, Pentecostal style. Woo! No one can praise for you, right? Secondly, you have to protect your praise. You have to protect your praise, like a fire. If you had a fire going on because you are going to cook food, you're not going to allow me to come splash water all on your fire. Right? In 2 Samuel chapter 6, here you have King David. I love King David. He inspires me in the area of ministry um, for a variety of reasons. Here he comes. They bring the ark into the city. There's rejoicing going on. He's throwing out raisin cakes. He's throwing out meat. He's throwing out bread. He's, he's worshiping and praising God with all his might to the point that some of his clothes are, you know, a little wacky, falling off from junk, right? And here you have this devil, Saul's daughter, operating through her, standing there watching, waits to the end. Just like the devil. You praise God with all your heart in church. And there's that person that comes to you in the parking lot. Did you really have to praise that hard, brother? Not this church, though. Not this church. And he basically tells her in a nutshell, look, bro, or sister, "Um, God picked me and my family to lead, not you and your father. But it's what he said after that that really got my attention. He said, and I will be even more undignified than this. What was he really saying? When the devil comes to tell you, come down with all that praise stuff. Bro, why are you shouting during worship? Sister, why are you you so loud and and off key? My God. They don't know that her rent was due and someone showed up at her door last night, dropped a check off. She don't know who it was. She's able to pay her bills pay her tithes, sow her seed, and she's in here not really caring about your opinion. So when Saul's daughter comes to you and begins to tell you you shouldn't be worshiping and praising and getting drunk in the Holy Ghost like that and rolling on the ground and laughing and crying and falling out of your seat and boom, hitting the ground, all these things, just tell them you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. You ain't seen nothing yet. Mm. Pastor Jeff, you said I had till four PM. <laughs> <Hello. laughs> Go to Acts chapter sixteen. Acts chapter sixteen. Ha <laughs> ha Jesus. I'm not rushing the Holy Ghost. You're going to leave here today with a firm foundation. I know you're already strong in the Lord. I just want to throw some more stucco on that joint. Hallelujah. Jesus. 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 (laughs) Paul and Silas, listen to me. Your praise will set other people free and have others asking how can they get what you have. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. Not a fun day. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding their jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, someone say at the darkest hour, my God shows up. Say it like you mean it. At the darkest hour, hour. my God shows up. up. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Yes. I preached more behind bars than anywhere else. (laughs) Um, I will tell you, some of the greatest outpourings of the Spirit of God has happened behind bars. Amen. They're listening. They are watching. Now, some people are a prisoner to their fear that you work with. They're listening to how you talk. An email just got sent out. You guys are going to be home for two weeks. They're listening to how you respond. You understand? They're listening. They're watching. I was in a youth prison one time. Spirit of God fell on me. I preached there for, ended up being there for about a year and a half. That's where I cut my teeth in ministry. And the Spirit of God came upon me and I prophesied over this young man. And I said to him, you know, God's gonna raise you up. You're gonna be a leader. God's gonna use you, all this stuff, right? And didn't know that he was the head Muslim. But it was still true. Power of God ended up hitting him, setting him free. He pulls me in the back dorms and he says, with tears in his eyes, he said, bro, I hear your testimony. For those who don't know, I was on ecstasy, weed, acid, cocaine, GHB, microdots, hash, and the list keeps on going. I couldn't just smoke a joint. I smoked two to 15 blunts a day. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. You understand. And with tears in his eyes, he said, bro, we got more drugs in here than you guys got out here. I want to be free. How do I have what you have? Oh, you, you, there was none of this. I'm in a, I'm in a prison cell. Power, God, set that young man free. That young man free. God raised him up, serving Jesus Christ. Not a Muslim anymore. You understand? People are listening. People are watching. Hallelujah.